0: This I work for him podcast is brought to you by the pocket testament league visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith ptl.org Welcome to I work for him as we broadcast you from all over the country But right into your heart as we want to speak truth in you about the fact that you have a high calling on your workplace
1: That's right, Jim. And um, one of the things that I just want to tell our listeners, we're so grateful for you. We are thankful for the journey that you're on with us, that you take the time to hear what God has on the hearts of us and our guests that join us on the show. Um, So if you have something that you want to share with us, please reach out to us on our listener line, 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. And Jim, you know, that's open 24 hours a day.
0: That's right. People can
1: call anytime.
0: Operators are standing by even as we speak, 866-713-9675. let's talk about the new way we're going to use the iWorkframe listener line, Martha. Okay. All right. You put out a, well, you tell them.
1: Well, we just decided. I like did.
0: hearing you talk anyway. We just
1: decided we wanted to interact more with our listeners and really answer some of the things that they're dealing with in life, whether so, it's...
0: So why don't we just open up the phone lines, let people call
1: in? Sure.
0: Except...
1: Except that, that we can't do that because we're on so many times a day that we'd only be getting um, the listeners in one area. And so we wanted to make it a nationwide opportunity for people. So and That's right. By it's them even calling, for our
0: podcast listeners, when they hear this.
1: Most definitely. So when they call in, um, they have a minute to leave a message. I give instructions on that voicemail. It is just a voicemail system, so don't worry. You're not waking anybody up. You're not <laughs> calling while we're on the air. There really you know, is as no far
0: operator as, standing by.
1: It's just my sweet little old voice there saying, hey. Let us know what you want us to talk about. And we're not talking, we're talking either a topic, but more importantly, a question. Um, So maybe- A question
0: about how to connect your faith in your work, a question about what does it look like to live out your faith in your work? Maybe you've got a certain profession and you're like, give me some specific ideas.
1: Correct. You know, and maybe even, I mean, if we really want to dive into it, you know, maybe it's an ethical question. Maybe somebody is saying, you know, I just- I just don't know the right thing to do, that that both are good options, that maybe that are presented um, to them in their work, um, maybe that they're looking, I don't know what it might be. That's why we're asking it for that, so that we're not just answering questions we have, but ones that are... Um, Relative to our listeners. Right, but we're going to
0: dedicate the first part of every show to answering your questions. And and, and so, and we'll actually play your question on the air. So if you'll call the listener line, 866-713-WORK, 866-713-9675, leave us a message with your question. You only have a minute to talk, so therefore we know you. You can't go on and on and on. You got to get her done. Uh, And that helps us to be able to keep everything under control when we're broadcasting on the radio.
1: Yeah, and you know, I just thought of this. If anybody has a great name for this segment, they could call in and leave that as well. You know, like, ask Jim and Martha. That's kind of boring boring <laughs> so if there's something else that you think would clicks, minute. you have a marketing you maybe know, our idea. producer
0: Michael Miracle Michael Miracle has an idea Michael Miracle do you have an idea for the name of this segment you know what as soon as Martha uh, threw that out to the audience and such I was thinking about uh, what we could name it I haven't come up with anything just yet a little too too on the spot for me but I'll come up with something for sure <laughs> oh well there awesome. you go so we know that Michael the miracle is working on that right now so but but we do have a Question that, yes. um, let's just be honest. It's not a question that somebody called in and left over the weekend. We put this out on Facebook just on Friday, telling people that we're going to do this starting today. But it is a question that I have answered probably 50 times in the last year, and it usually sends me skyrocketing off of my chair. Like, when, you know, let's just like, okay, so when Wiley Coyotes having breakfast on the you know, no, let's see, let's see what it is. Uh, he's trying to capture the roadrunner, and he sets up dynamite under a box, and he's sitting there waiting, having breakfast, and all of a sudden the dynamite blows off, and he goes skyrocketing forward, and then the roadrunner goes by and goes beep, beep, and it goes on. That's what this question does to me.
1: Wow, that's pretty powerful. But but it's, I, well, I'm not even going to delve into why it gets you riled up. It's their question.
0: Well, because it's one that, I, it It's like a plague on Christianity. Okay, let's get to the question. Okay. Before we get to the question, though, we want people to engage with our podcasts. We've got lots of opportunities. It means because not everybody can listen live to the show.
1: That's right. But if you're listening right now, more than likely you're listening, unless you're listening to the (laughs) podcast. You are listening (laughs) in one point. Wow, Martha, (laughs) that was really good.
0: If you're listening right now, ladies and gentlemen, listen, sit still. And if you're listening right now to the show, more than likely you're listening. That was a good line. That was a good line, Thanks, honey. honey. Okay. But it is, we have multiple versions of the podcast out there. We've got our standard podcast version, which is the show minus any commercials. But we have launched recently the PowerPod, the I Work For Him PowerPod. And over the shows over this week, we're going to lay it out for everybody exactly how you can get them, but just go right onto IWorkForHim.com, click on the Listen tab, and the PowerPod page will be there. And... The PowerPod is a 15-minute or so podcast that just has the super-duper PowerPoints from the show. So if you have attention deficit or you only have a limited amount of time to listen to the show, the PowerPod would be a, a great way to introduce you to the subject. Then you may want to go back and go, hey, wait a minute. there was a lot of good stuff there. We should listen to the whole conversation. Mm-hmm. So we've been working on this rollout for a really long time, and it's rolling out today. Very exciting. So. Question. The Question. It is, Jim, I'm thinking about retiring from my job. Or it goes like this. Jim, I'm thinking about quitting my job. This is really more. This is, this is what yeah, we're going to choose. I, I was going
1: to say, you're changing it up on me. Here. I didn't
0: mean to change it up. I just couldn't read my handwriting. Oh. <laughs> Jim, I'm thinking about quitting my job and going into full-time ministry. And to that
1: Wiley Coyote goes skyrocketing <laughs> into space. Why, Jim? Why?
0: Because you're already in full-time ministry. Well, the potential for it.
1: Now, let's be real.
0: Let's be real, honey.
1: There are some people that are not in the right seat on the bus.
0: That may be true, or they might not be in the seat on the the right seat on the right bus. Right. But they don't need to quit their job to go into quote unquote full-time ministry. You know, we did a show in early June. Uh, with Chris um, from Monmouth Society, mm-hmm. well, it was Conant. Chris Conant, yep, yeah. and and he said that you know a, a, a believer in the marketplace has an over eight hundred percent greater chance of interacting with pre Christians than somebody within the four walls of a church.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So when somebody says to me, "I'm thinking about quitting my job so I can go into full time ministry," it sends me skyrocketing because. That opposite is actually going to happen. You have so much opportunity in your workplace.
1: Well, really, what they're—they don't even realize what they're saying in so many aspects, and that's why we're going to talk about this in this very short amount of time. But is the fact that what they're saying is, "I'm going to go work in the four walls of the church." That's really what they're saying. I'm going to go into a mission field somewhere. Okay, but in within that context, so yes, you had said go work at a church. Church. So I just was saying so. They, they're, they don't even realize that they're saying, I'm going to go leave the secular world to go work in the sacred world and, and have more purpose there. That's what you're hearing that really concerns you because of the fact that people need to realize that where they are right now, they have a huge calling on their life. Right.
0: Well, actually what I'm hearing is that my work doesn't matter, but if I worked at a church, it would matter and mm-hmm. and that's, and that's a, such perfect. a lie. But where did that lie come from? I mean, it's been perpetuated for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. There's been this first-tier calling and second-tier calling, and we just encourage pastors, go ahead, let your people know how significant their calling is in their workplace. Uh, I mean, you can make such a difference. Your attitude, your actions can make such an impact on people that you may not even have access to if you were in with within the four walls of the church.
1: So, listeners... If you, if this question resonates with you, if you have been struggling and saying, you know, I really feel like I'd, I'd have more purpose, I'd be more valued, I'd have a ministry if I quit my current job and went to work within a church situation or ministry. Really pray about that within your heart and really seek the Lord. Feel free to reach out to us as well. I him.com go to our contact page so that we can um, just guide you. you. You may be right but let's make sure you're making a good decision.
0: And maybe you can ask us a follow-up question at 866-713-9675.
1: That's right. So today we have with us Rich Marshall. Um, Jim, we're really excited about this opportunity to really connect with this guest so you're gonna tell everybody I
0: am. you know so often we hear and what we hear and see on TV is discouraging and frustrating and sometimes downright corrupting what if you had an option to watch and hear great testimonies of believers living out their faith in their work where you actually could see them well Rich Marshall produces episodes of God at work on God TV today Rich is gonna tell us all about his ministry and the kinds of things he hears from believers living out their faith in the trenches Rich Marshall welcome to I work for him
2: Thank you, Jim and Martha, and so good to be here. You know, your tagline there, that your work is your mission field, I started saying as a pastor, your work is your ministry, and that Mm -hmm. became kind of my byline. So somehow or another, way back when, you and I were hearing the same thing from Father. Let's make work ministry.
0: And exactly, and so a lot of times when I'm talking to people, I tell them, to say that your workplace is your mission field and a place of ministry. Because to me, uh, I look job. at it today. I look at it that okay, you've got a mission field, so it's full of people that are non-believers. But it doesn't mean you can't minister to them ahead of time, because that's really what Jesus did. He ministered to those who had needs, people who were hurting, people who were wanting, people who were hungry, broken, and he and he ministered to them, and then he introduced himself to them, and and yeah, that's man. really. So it's, it's, it's that combination.
1: Mm. So before we delve in, because I have so many things that I'm curious about with you, Rich, is we always want our listeners to get to know you a little bit in your faith journey. So tell us how you became a follower of Jesus Christ.
2: Well, I was, uh, you know, I was raised as, in a Christian home, got saved at nine. If you, uh, I don't know how bad my sins were at that time, but I knew at that time needed Jesus <laughs> in my life. I've, I felt called to be a pastor at 16 years of age, Went to Bible college. By 19, I was pastoring churches, wow. and I, I did that for years, uh, and uh, we started in Nebraska, moved to Oregon, ended up in uh, in San Jose, California, had large, uh, what what the world would say, a successful ministry there, big church, lots of people getting saved. But what I realized in all of that was that I was talking to people about ministry on Sunday hey, come teach in our Sunday school, uh, work with our kids, work with our youth, instead of the reality that I should have been equipping them for their ministry. And most pastors are like me. We, mm-hmm. we think that Sunday morning is ministry time, when in reality it's not. The Bible says, equip saints for the work of ministry. So that's, So when that switch came for me, it was huge. It meant, it meant I had to change the way I preached, I had to change the way I saw my congregation. Everything in our lives got uh, turned, we would say upside down, except it got turned right side up yeah. with that little revelation from the Word of God.
1: So, okay, you said right there at the end from the Word of God. So that's my, my curiosity was piqued. What was it that helped you to make that switch? What pricked okay. your heart?
2: So in Ephesians chapter 4, where it says that the apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, their role is to equip the saints for the work of ministry. And that was the sentence that got me. That I, as a pastor, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, as a pastor, my job was not to minister, but to equip saints for ministry. So I had to change the way I preached, had to change the way I saw the church. And uh, so that's what we did. We we started right then, uh I thought I had a two-sermon series, ended up going for a full year, teaching our people about how to minister in the marketplace, and basically showing them that that's what God has done. Most what we would call revivals through the Bible were not started by priests or pastors or church leaders. Rather, they were started by business people uh, like uh, Isaiah or like Moses or like David or like... Joseph, or uh, in the New Testament, like Stephen and Philip and Paul, and on and on it goes. Mm-hmm. God has done his work through business people through the years.
0: Right. He sure has. So God's got you in a unique spot. So you are no, are, are you still uh, pastoring a church today?
2: I do not pastor a church. I left, in fact, our leaders, our church board came to me and said, we like what you're doing for us. And we don't think anybody else is doing that. There weren't many, but there were some. We don't think anybody else is doing that. So we want you to start traveling with the message you have. Mm. So uh, so I had no invitations, but I had a mandate, both <laughs> from God and from the church board. <laughs> so so I told a friend, I said, he said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to travel. Where are you going? I said, I don't know. He said, come to my house. So he lived in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I went to his living room. He called in a couple dozen of his business friends, and that's how it started. Some of those folks, in fact, many of those folks I'm still in touch with today, 20 years later.
0: So who was the guy in Minneapolis that said, hey, come here first?
2: (laughs) So that was Dennis Doyle. Dennis and his wife, Megan, own a a large commercial real estate company in Minnesota. In fact, the Lord had given me a, a word for him, and I said, I said, hey, Dennis, the uh, Lord's got a word for you. And he said, what is it? I said, well, here's what it is. He says, you're thinking about selling your business to go into ministry. But he says, no, your business is your ministry. And he said, well, you're right. I was going to sell my business. And my wife kept telling me, no, you need to start seeing as ministry. So wow. so he turned it around right then. And that was back in 1995 or 96. And uh, then when I started traveling in 99, that, he's the guy that invited me to his place. So you've
0: been traveling so, since 1999, capturing stories and, and encouraging churches across the country. How, I mean, how did the Lord lead you to capturing all this stuff and shoving it on TV? I mean, where, how, did God, <laughs> how, did, how did God take your ministry of Godisworking.com, Godisworking.com and turn it into the TV show, God at Work on God TV?
2: Well, you know, Jim, all of these things are God connections. So back in, in 2000, I published a book entitled God at Work, and that book has uh, has taken me to 54 nations now. So, uh, But one of the people who bought the book and read the book is the man who is now the current president and CEO of God TV. He wasn't at that time. In fact, he was a frustrated business leader, who felt he was backslidden because business had taken priority over his relationship with God. So working for his dad in a large multinational corporation, he said, Dad, I need to go to Bible college, which he did. Got there and found out that they were going to train him for pastoring, and he didn't fit there. And he thought, where do I fit? I don't fit as a pastor, and I don't fit in the business world. And at that moment, somebody handed him my book. He read it and said, ah, This is it. My business and my ministry are one and the same thing. Mm -hmm. So when years later, when they asked him, he he and I became friends through that, by the way, through through the book. And uh, he was a part of the Brownsville Revival down in Pensacola and uh, was a major leader in that revival. And so when they called him to God TV, he said, hey, Rich, come on along. So I'm now on the board at God TV here in the U.S., And we started the show called God at Work, doing most of the same things that you're doing, just talking to people about how God uses them in their workplace.
1: So before we specifically get into your show, we're talking about God TV, which we may have listeners that have never even heard that that exists. So why don't you tell them quickly about God TV and how it works and how they can engage with it? And
0: it's really God.TV, so that people
1: understand. Ah, Thank you.
2: Yeah, the name of it is God TV, but online it's God TV. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so God TV started in UK twenty five years, twenty four years ago. We're coming up on our twenty fifth anniversary. It was founded by a couple, a very visionary couple, and uh, I want to honor them for their vision. They got in a little, well, he got in a little sin problem, left his wife. It messed up, uh, left messed up their marriage. Uh, she was not, she was the face of the program, not the brains behind it, which he was. And so things started going south badly, and by that I mean uh, in debt and that sort of thing. Uh, that's when they called my buddy Ward Simpson uh, in as a consultant and uh, realized really that they needed him for more than as a consultant and named him as president. So Yacht TV has a viewership in the U.K. bigger than the U.S., we're building our U.S. audience, but it's not huge yet. But to get uh, God TV here, you have to have uh, Direct TV as your provider. If you do, we're on channel three sixty-five, twenty-four hours a day. You can remember remember our channel number three hundred and sixty-five. Yeah. So it's not on.
0: There's not an app for it, like on one of the uh, like on a Roku. You can't pull up the God TV. App?
2: Absolutely. And that's where you go to God.TV. And uh, so you can get it online. God.TV slash work takes you directly to, to the God at Work program. Got it. Let me God say it again. T- God.TV slash work. And I've got 80 or 90 shows on there, on there right now.
0: Talk with Rich Marshall about his TV show, God at Work, on God TV. You can check that out online, god.tv forward slash work, god.tv forward slash work. Or you can also check Rich out online on his website, godisworking.com. God is dot com. Really, the whole bottom line, Rich Marshall, is you do what we do each and every day, capturing stories of people living out their faith in the marketplace. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty great privilege you get to do. I mean, it's fun what we get to do each and every day.
2: Oh, it's awesome. And, and, you know, thank you for bringing me on your show. And thank you for doing it. Because the message, while it's been out for a while, still is not widespread amongst the church world. And there are many people who still go to work on Monday thinking, oh, this is my secular job. I wish I wasn't here. I uh, hate my job. Don't even realize the impact for the kingdom they could and should be making. So right. I'm so glad you're on the radio and that you're getting the word out. I'm glad that God's opening up doors on TV because this, this message has got to go out. If we're going to see the Great Commission fulfilled, which we are and which he's commanded us to do, not going to happen because of a good sermon on a Sunday morning. It's going to happen because of people living out their faith in their workplace. So glad to be on your show. Hope to bring you on my show one of these days soon. I think we need to spread the word.
0: Absolutely.
1: That's awesome. And you know, one of the things that we love is the fact that you come from the perspective of having been a pulpit pastor and understanding that your job of equipping um, the saints is it, it has a different spin on it than what we've always necessarily believed and what a lot of people are still receiving on, on the every weekend. But Rich, one of the yeah. things we, we realize is that you interview a ton of people and you so what is it that you're looking to hear from them when you bring them on your show so our, our listeners kind of get an idea
2: Well so I, uh, you know when we started with this the idea was simply let's talk about how God is using you in your workplace. Mm -hmm. as we started doing that, I realized that God at work, that phrase in and of itself is a lot broader than what I had originally thought. And so now we're talking to people through whom God is at work, and it might be in their workplace, and 90% of them are. I bring on, I think I've had three pastors on, the three that I know that really understand this message, uh, because a lot still don't. And and yet I've had uh, I've got folks that got saved in prison I've got ex prostitutes on the air uh, we've got uh, you know those who are starting businesses we've got those who have been doing it for a long time a couple of guys have a ministry called Miracles in the Marketplace and they talk about how they they just call people into a, a hotel uh, on Thursday night to pray for them and seeing all kinds of miracles so that's the kind of thing it is anybody through whom God is doing something outstanding and mm. or through whom I believe he's going to do something outstanding in the future. So we're bringing on young couples that are just starting uh, their ministry right now. I've got young couples joining me next month uh, in mm. the studio that are are just starting a business, and we're going to talk to them. Hasn't taken off yet, I believe it will. I just, I, I want to talk to everybody, because not all of those in my viewing audience or those in your listening audience are multimillionaires. So we don't want to just talk to to that top tier of people, so to speak. That's very true. Anybody, anybody that God is using, that's who we're talking to.
1: You know, you had my interest peak there for a minute because you said, I'm bringing on this couple who's starting in their ministry. And in the very next breath, you said they're starting a business. You have made such a direct connection between those two. Um, How how What kinds of things are you seeing um, that helps you to connect? I mean when you're finding these people that ha- have these god stories, how are you getting them to share that with the listeners
2: well I, but because, because I've been doing this a while, I know a lot of people and yeah. and the people that I know uh, I tend to have met them in the marketplace setting somewhere along the line, mm-hmm. so they start telling me their stories they they, they tell uh, they tell their stories or Because halfway through this journey of mine, the Lord told me, uh, you need to go start a business of your own. So that I think he was saying it so you'll understand uh, that world a little bit better. So I still do uh, some corporate training. I I told God, I said, I don't know how to run a business. I don't know what you're talking about. He said, you know, people skills, you know, integrity, you know, uh, you know what ethics are all about. Those things that you learn from the Bible, go teach them. That's what companies need. So I started doing uh, corporate training, and out of that, uh, a lot of my stories have come from that in and of itself, and that's where I met a lot of people, So, uh, both through the ministry and the business, which basically, to me, are the same.
0: Right, they sure, they absolutely are. Okay, so you interviewed a ton of people. Have you ever noticed a common theme as you interview people as the interaction of their faith and their work? You noticed a common theme?
2: Oh, the common theme is, <laughs> this is this common theme, and I'll make it simple. Man, I got in this situation, I didn't have a clue what to do, but God told me, try this, and it worked. And <laughs> it's it just happens over and over again. The other thing I've found, because I ask all of my guests, give me a passage of Scripture that's a favorite of yours, and I'll open the show with that Scripture. And every single one of them say, oh, this one, because I need it at this point. And and so sharing the Word from their concept as a business person as opposed to somebody who's trying to write a sermon, it's it's just a whole different look at the Bible. Uh, I've, I've oftentimes said, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, pastors listening in, forgive me for this, the pastors I know read the Bible to get a sermon. The business people I know read the Bible to live their life. And so the Word of God is is the difference maker.
0: It really yeah. is. There's so much power. Rich Marshall with God TV or with God at Work on God TV. I want to make sure everybody knows where to find you, Rich Marshall. If they go to God.tv forward slash work, they can get access to all the episodes you've recorded over the last several years. And they, and, and, but they also have your website, Godisworking.com, Godisworking.com. I, I want to hear, tell us, you've been doing this for so long. Give us a couple of just, you know, if you think of one woman that you've interviewed that had a story that when you were done, you're like, oh, my
2: word. <laughs> uh, okay, well, <laughs> this will be an unusual one. So I, this woman, uh, she and her husband started a church in Daytona Beach, Florida, bought a house, didn't realize she was right on prostitute's row. So she had prostitutes living out in front of her house. I mean, walking the streets in front of her house. Mm. So she said, I walked out there with a bullhorn and said, this is a no prostitution zone. The police will be called. Well, so this goes on for a while. What happened was the prostitutes quit coming. One of them, without her knowing it, ended up in prison, got led to the Lord, became a Christian, came back to Daytona Beach and went to their church. Where she was leading a conference for women, had no idea that that was the woman with the bullhorn. The, the wife with the bullhorn had no idea that the prostitute she had been talking to through the bullhorn was now saved. Those two are now doing prison ministry together. And mm. so I just thought, well, what an interesting story. And then it went on from there that the gal, the prostitute, who's now got a powerful, powerful prison ministry meets her husband. I've had him on the air. He was also a prisoner. matter of fact, got released from five 99-year sentences, wow. miraculously by the Lord, and got back to his hometown, met the judge who sentenced him, and the three of them now minister together in prisons. The judge who sentenced, the guy with the 99-year sentences, and his wife, the prostitute off the street. What a powerful story of God at work.
1: For sure, and the fact that their lives intersected in ways that they could have never imagined or made up on their own. Uh, thank Absolutely. you for thanks for sharing that. That's a that's a big web.
0: Okay, so how <laughs> about a story from a guy?
2: Uh, okay, so uh, so a guy attends one of my uh, uh, one of my training sessions. He comes to me halfway through. I I do the disc profile, and so uh, he he comes to me and says hey, can I meet with you next week after this meeting's over? And I said, sure, what do you need? He said, nobody in the world understands me like you do. Well, he thought I did. It's just the profile really read his mail. So I, I found out that his dad was a leading uh, well-known atheist in the city in which he lived. And uh, so I met with him, and I said, I said to him, I said, Johan, you've got to understand, the only help I can give you is from the Lord. He said, I nah, don't need the Lord. He and I had a disagreement a few years ago. I was right. He was wrong. We don't talk anymore. I said, Mm -hmm. Johan, it's the only help I can give you. Whether I'm praying out loud or praying silently like I am right now, this is where it's going. So we talked a couple times, uh, making the story as quick as I can. Uh, A few weeks Mm -hmm. later, somebody called me and said, "Uh, did you hear about Johan? He had had an accident. Uh, He was cleaning his gun, a, a handgun, a pistol and it fired, went over his shoulder, threw his hand over his shoulder, and hit his son, 12 years old, and killed his son. Uh, I ended up going to the hospital, seeing Johan, the guy that wouldn't let me pray with him. I walked in the emergency room. He said, Oh, Rich, please pray for me. As I started to pray, he started praying, Oh, God, help me. And I thought, you know, somebody who says, I don't want prayer, at a time of tragic circumstances, Mm -hmm. the only place they could turn is to God. Mm -hmm. We ended up leading him to the Lord, his atheist dad to the Lord, his stepmom to the Lord, his attorney, and four or five other family members, because he was getting on an airplane to fly to another city for his hand, and we met at the airport. We had 10 people saved that day, all because I did a little corporate training for his company.
1: Wow. that's why god
2: wanted to do the business thing <laughs> see yeah. doing
0: the doing the business thing you got exposed to a whole bunch of pre-believers and you wouldn't have oh, yeah. had that if you weren't doing that that's fantastic
2: Abs- <laughs> absolutely i love uh right now i've got a contract to do work with a uh, secular graduate school of business in the nation of trinidad and you talk about fun i've got a crowd down there has some christians in it has a lot more hindus in it has a few muslims in it and uh I get to talk to them for hours a day, and Jesus shows up. It's like the most fun thing, I, far more fun than preaching to a crowd of believers.
0: All right, so here's a question. you got 30 seconds left before we got to go. Speak okay. to your younger you. Mercy Me has a great, great song, uh, Dear Younger Me. What would you tell yeah, right. your younger you?
2: Well, you know, I'm not sorry that I started pastoring at age 19. It was a wonderful journey. I just wish I'd have learned about marketplace ministry in my 20s. Instead of later, I'm seventy five now. I think I've still got uh, ten or fifteen good years to give, but I wish it could have been forty or fifty instead of the twenty or thirty that it's going to be. I wish I'd have known then what I know now.
0: Mm, fantastic, Rich Marshall. Love it. You listen to I Work for him as we're talking today with Rich Marshall from GodIsWorking.com. GodIsWorking.com. He produces a week, uh, Rich, how often does your show play on God TV?
2: So it's a weekly show that airs at 8.30 every Monday night on uh, on East Coast time. And then, of course, 7.30 Central, uh, 6.30 here in the mountain time where I am, and 5.30 on the West Coast. Uh, So that's in the U.S. It also reruns uh, later that night and about noon or so on Saturday. So it's on three times a week uh, with a with an original broadcast and two reruns each week.
0: All right, and people can find them more online at god.tv forward slash work, god.tv forward slash work, or on your website, godisworking.com. All right, here's what I wanted to hold you over for. Here's the question, because we want to help, we got to help stem the tide. So when you look at the state of the four walls church, how can we as listeners to this show help our pastors understand our need for specific equipping for our daily ministry in the workplace how do we help them understand what you understood
2: well well first of all you know as a business person ask your pastor to come pray for your business and don't don't tell him you want to come to his office ask him to come to your office ask him to come and pray for you at that place that's what he's called to do he should respond and be excited because not many people are asking him to do that when he gets there tell him that you need him to help you, not to run your business, but to be equipped for ministry in your business. He will be surprised, he or she will be surprised that you ask that question, and he may not even be prepared to answer it, but he will think about it. Mm -hmm. And I think it will charge him a little bit. I wrote, in the second book I wrote, Got to Work, Volume 2, I put a whole chapter on what I call a word to pastors. What I had to learn when I first realized I wasn't ministering to my people like I should have been so I'm trying to give a challenge and uh, this summer by the way there's a sidelight there's a large denomination in the U.S. that's invited me to come and speak to all their pastors for two hours about how to start marketplace ministry in their churches. Can I come? I want to be there with you. (laughs) Yeah, right. <laughs>
1: wow, that's awesome. Well, we will be praying for that yeah. for receiving hearts.
0: Yeah, you'll need to send us an email with the date you're doing that so we can. I'll be interceding
2: for those two hours like yes. you've never heard before. Well, what a phenomenal opportunity! Yeah, middle of August. It's a large uh, African American denomination. These guys, when they get it, are going to take off. Mm-hmm. So, looking for revival.
0: That's fantastic. All right, final question. You and Wilma have been married for
2: how long? Uh, we just celebrated our 54th anniversary.
0: So just round right wow. the corner, just just barely breaking it in.
1: <laughs> Honeymooners, 54 <laughs> years. Fifth, that's what I like,
2: What I like to say is we just celebrated our 4th anniversary toward our second 50.
1: Oh, that's, that's nice. good.
2: Yeah.
0: Now, if we asked Wilma, would she want another 50? Just kidding. Okay. Seriously, what has been, how do you keep your marriage strong on a day-to-day basis? Last
2: question. Uh, Well, there's three things, and they all start with C, and they're all spelled communication. Communication, communication, and what did I say? Communication. Uh, Let me tell you another thing that we do every morning of the year. We get up and uh, read a psalm and a proverb and take communion. So we have communion with Jesus every morning the way we start our day and it just it keeps us on track with him keeps us on track with each other Mm. so we buy communion cups like churches do i buy them 500 (laughs) at a time just for my home use You you can't actually wash those cups no these are these are these are those uh, pre-packaged. Uh, <laughs> oh
1: yeah, peel them.
2: You know, pre-packaged bread and juice in a cup. Oh, got it. Got That's it. awesome. Very good. <laughs>
0: mm. Rich Marshall with God at work on God TV. We're so grateful that you tuned into I Work for Him today. That you shared a little of your story, and, and, and I really hope that people get involved, more involved with your ministry. God.tv forward slash Work is where they can see this show, but they can check you out online. working dot com. But Rich Marshall, thank you so much for being part of I Work for Him today and sharing your story.
2: Thank you, Jim and Martha. It's a joy to be with you. God bless you both.
1: You as yeah, well.
0: Yeah, it really is fantastic. And Martha, I love those points. Why don't we just recap some of those points he said on, on what we could do with our pastor. But I love, his first point was, invite your pastor to work.
1: Yeah. And, and to pray for you, inviting him into the workplace, not to meet at the church, not to meet at a restaurant, but actually go to the workplace. And then also to, you know, I think what you're doing there is you're opening the door and say, you know, my work isn't such a scary place. And this is the place that I love. And I want to spread the love of Jesus in so I want you to see it, Pastor, so that you can walk beside me in this journey. And really, Jim, that's really that's brilliant because you're opening the door to say, "Hey, Pastor, I need you." And what pastor doesn't want to be needed? You know, it's one thing to hear their sermon on Sunday, but on Monday morning, if you're telling your pastor you need him to walk through your week um, and how he can help you better equip you, I think that's going to help turn the light bulb on for a lot of pastors. Well,
0: and and by bringing a pastor into your workplace you've got the opportunity number one to share some of your struggles in the workplace which is what you're asking for prayer about but you also get that opportunity to you know you can't walk in a workplace without meeting other people right so for of an amazing opportunity is for the pastor to get to meet your coworkers, your employees, your boss, those people that you work alongside each and every day.
1: Well, it might even just open the conversation later when somebody says, hey, who was that that came and visited you at work today? I noticed you had somebody that you toured around or whatever. And you can say, oh, yeah, that was my pastor.
0: Who was that guy in that leisure suit that came in at lunch?
1: <laughs> I doubt uh, that he's uh, going to show kidding. up in a leisure suit. That's right. But, I, you know, that just creates great conversation as well. So I think that's a really great idea and helps the pastor to know where you're coming from and that you you really want to connect in that way and be help, have him help you be equipped to handle that. You know, Jim, one of the things that I loved was when Rich Marshall was saying that the common theme that he's hearing in a lot of the God at work conversations is that um, somebody didn't have a clue what to do. And then God says, well, first they have to ask God and they have to listen. Right. And God says to them, hey, try this. And then they find out that it works. So number one, it's a, it, to me that spoke that it's a conversation with God going, huh, I have no clue. I need your help. Um, and God shows them because we have said you know god has the answers
0: and god cares about the intimate details he, in our lives he does
1: and he has the answers we just need to ask for that wisdom
0: and Please. see you know what i thought was the most amazing part of the conversation Tell was me. rich marshall wasn't on for the first segment of the show and we talked about mm-hmm. the fact that the question from our listener was hey i'm thinking about quitting my job so i can go into full time ministry mm-hmm. and that is exactly what rich said he you know, he was dealing with all of his life as a pastor. He came to the realization that it was his job to equip people so they would never ask that question. Yeah. And, and no, we never prompted him to say those things, but that's how God works. He just puts it all together and makes it all play nice. Yeah. But it's that's such a significant conversation. For those of you that are just tuning in towards the end of the show here today, I mean, that's how the, the, we want. We're asking for our listeners to call into our listener line,
1: eight six six seven one three nine six seven five That's 866-713-WORK.
0: And if you can't remember that number and you're driving, you can go to iworkforhim.com. It's on the website, iwork4him.com. We want to hear from you questions you've got about logistics, about how do you actually live out your faith in your work? Or maybe you've got a comment, or maybe you've got a little story you want to share or something, but we're just going to play the question and then talk about it towards one of the beginnings or one of the end of our shows. But the question for the day was, hey, I'm thinking about quitting my job. Job so I can go into a full-time ministry and of course, that's the one question more than anything that causes me to Skyrocket on a pile of dynamite because the biggest I believe that is the biggest weapon of the enemy That yeah. he convinces people to quit their jobs to go into full-time ministry when they already have a huge ministry
1: You know, when we were talking about that, Rich Marshall was sharing his own personal story about how God showed him that his job as a pastor was to equip the saints. He admitted, I had to change a lot of things. I had to make a huge switch. I had to change the way I preached, change the way I interacted with my congregation, and on and on. You know, so when sometimes when we we learn that, oh, I don't need to go into ministry, I can stay right here, That it's not going to necessarily be um, easy for people if they thought that they were on a trajectory that they're no longer going to be on, but really be open to that and really listen to the Lord and what, how he's directing you um, before you make any major decisions.
0: And and what's uh, just, just anytime you think, well, but maybe I could do this ministry thing in a different job. You know, I was talking to my buddy today, who's a deputy sheriff and he's got a tough job and I don't believe that every day he thinks that his job is a great place for ministry yet every day I challenge them every day just look for those God moments to see where God is working all around you because it's so easy to get discouraged when people are harassing you on the news media and they're harassing on the street and it doesn't appear that anybody appreciates what you're doing we appreciate you guys our first
1: responders for sure and I was talking to a teacher today same thing you know she knows that that's her calling and to, to live in it out every day makes a huge difference in your perspective.
0: Again, we had a lot of fun talking with Rich Marshall mm-hmm. today. Check him out online, godisworking.com, godisworking.com, or on God TV, god.tv forward slash work. But if you're asking yourself that question, hey, I'm thinking about quitting my job to go into ministry, forget it. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplaces are a mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for, for Him. him.